Hey, we got that holy hangover today. I've got a little bit of a holy hangover. It's my favorite thing, though, because it means we had a really good day the day before. Yeah, that does not mean that you drank too much communion wine no. when no one was watching. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even <laughs> think of that. <laughs> holy hangover is when you have like a big spiritual event, church service. Yes. And then the day you after. You give all the energy. You're so excited. You have so much fun. And then the next morning, you're like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, so I've definitely got that from yesterday. Yes. Because yesterday that's at right. Living Church, which is the church that we pastor, yeah. we had our 11th year birthday it was so fun it was so such a great time of celebration yeah uh and yeah at living church we believe there's more yeah it's part of where this whole tug of more came from is our the belief and understanding that god has more for us yeah so yesterday we we're celebrating a lot of the more that he has for us and you had a great message thank you about favor about the favor, favor. of god about how uh man, he, his favor is for us. Yeah. And then you said, hey, we're going to have a podcast episode about it because you and I, we'd also been having a conversation about all this. Yeah. And you were like, let's continue that conversation for the people. And so we're having a special edition podcast. A special today. edition podcast on the formula. The formula. Of favor. Okay, so we had the service yesterday. Yeah, it was I thought there was it was great. If uh, you aren't connected to Living Church, you can jump on and check us out yeah. on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or our website. That's true. Maybe there's a piece of paper somewhere with some information <laughs> on it. It's most is. it's now mostly just on <laughs> we the internet. Printing it, yeah. And uh, and so yeah, talk about favor. So like over the last eleven years, yeah. Living Church started from nothing. Yeah. It like literally didn't exist. Right. And then now, eleven years later. We have thousands of people that are involved and engaged. Yep. We've got a building. We own 36 acres of land. Come like on. God has amassed all of these things. Yeah. And it's not because of a man or a woman. It's right. not because of our leadership or that we're Talent, smart. ability. It's literally because of God's favor. Right. Absolutely. And so we're involved in the process. Oh, for sure. And we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. But to really step into the full favor of God. There's a formula. Right. No, before we start there, you had a great uh, definition of favor. Yeah. I don't like it when you bring your laptop to these things because that ruins the conversation. Oh, man. It doesn't ruin it, but it's just because you always have a lot of notes. I have but a lot of notes. Will you read that off your computer? Yeah. Okay. So because people talk about favor, right. I've heard pastors talk about favor a bunch, but sometimes they like talk about it in a way that makes it sound super churchy. Yeah, right. Or hard to understand right. or that it only means you like get a free Bentley. Right, or that right, the prosperity gospel thing yeah. that's like, no, that's not what we're talking about. So no. you had this great definition. So okay. read the definition and then we'll talk about it. Favor is God's power and presence over your life uh -huh. to accomplish God's purposes through your life yep. achieved by preferential provision in your life okay good god okay okay so that god wants to fill our life with power right he wants to be with us everywhere that we go right. so that we can accomplish his purposes his purpose that favor is not just about us accomplishing our purpose right our purpose many times is selfish right and is only to better us but it's about god's purpose and he does this by giving us preferential provision okay so you're saying preferential provision does not necessarily mean a Bentley because that might be my will, what I want, but not necessarily what God has for me. Preferential provision does not mean that just because I'm a pastor, I deserve an airplane. Okay, correct. So like this is one of our problems that we have even in society and right. people that are 
frustrated with churches and yeah. pastors yeah. that we have pastors that are jet setting on this whole right. level that uh, is is above and beyond. Now, right. I'm not opposed to a pastor having an airplane right. if it really is for the ministry and for the schedule right. and it makes financial sense and they're leasing it. Just like any business, right. Just like any business. But like, I think that there's a shift yeah. when we go into like, I need seven airplanes <laughs> and I need the newest, fastest. Right. I'm like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure that well, that's what God's favor means. Correct, I was gonna say, defining God's favor in that way is probably makes God a little like, no, no, that's just what you bought with the money that I did provide you. That it that's makes, just what you did. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this word. It makes God sound like a douchebag. Well, you said Can it. Can I and, say that word yeah. or should we edit that out? No, we'll say it. It's it, fine. It it's makes true. it sound like You're not God's, saying God is. You're saying no, it makes him sound like one, which God's, is what we know he's not. Right? God's not like a guy with a big gold necklace right. like fist pumping to techno music in heaven. He's not, right. he's not just in it for us. Right. And so as we pursue God's favor, it's about building his kingdom, not our kingdom. Well, the Bible talks a lot about how uh, God looks at the inside, yeah. man looks on the outside. And yeah. so a lot of times we think, oh, I've even heard, I've heard pastors say like, well, we want to look fancy and good on the outside because that shows God's power. Yeah. That shows the, God's might. That shows yeah. God's goodness. Like the, fa um, the favor flex. Right. And I'm like, mm, I'm not sure that that's exactly what it is, but instead it's understanding what he uses favor for is to help propel his purposes for us. Yeah, and he uses men and women to propel his kingdom. Right, right. And so that idea of preferential treatment is is a big piece. Yeah. Have you ever received preferential absolutely. treatment? Absolutely. I told a couple stories in the message yesterday. Uh, hit, hit us with one. I told, I've told you this before. So years ago, uh, we went to Vegas together not long ago, but years ago we went with our kids and they were in the season where they were trying to make Vegas a family-friendly place. It's not a very friendly, it's definitely oh. now not a family-friendly place, but about 10 years ago, we took our kids with us and it was in a time when they were trying to do that. Can I tell you, everywhere we went, they promoted us. They, they, oh. they upgraded our room. We stay at the Bellagio where the big yeah. fountain is. Yeah, yeah. They gave us fountain view, like a big front room for free, like no extra charge. Yeah. We went to uh, one of Gordon Ramsay's restaur restaurants. They put us right by the window, right at the front. Yeah. Like, oh, there was a two hour wait. They're like, no, come right this way. Right. They were trying to promote this family atmosphere and we were a family. Yeah. So everywhere they were, they would just, we and were so suddenly And so because this treatment. husband and wife and two kids yeah. walk in, you're literally the picture of what they're trying to shift their service industry yes. towards. It did not work though. So it didn't work. But in that season, <laughs> in that you, season you, it did. You, yeah. you found favor. Oh, you so found much. preferential treatment. Yeah. And so what favor is from God is where he gives you something that other people right. don't have. Right. He, he'll give you what you need to accomplish something that he's called you to do. Yeah. And we see it time after time after time in the Bible of people receiving power. Yep. They have like supernatural strength, their ability to run or do yep. something crazy. They receive provision, they have protection. Yep. There's all these things that 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 bring favor in. Uh, but there's a formula, Yeah. a formula. You know, you, you, you wanna make a cake, you gotta put the right stuff in it. There's a, a formula, what's that called, a recipe? That's a recipe. A formula yeah. is the thing, my kid, he, he's really good at math. I am not really good at math, but he understands all the formulas and that's right. why he gets a great grade every time on his math test. Yeah. There's formulas yeah. that this plus this plus that equals right. favor. Yeah, the if, if formula started with R, we'd call it recipes of yes. of Rormula. Rormula. <laughs> 
of of of, 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 of raver. Yeah, that's better. It's like, wait, what? No, sorry. Still remember remember <laughs> holy that holy hangover. hangover. Holy hangover. Okay. Okay. So yesterday, uh, in the message, let me just do a quick recap yeah. of this one yeah. piece. So the first uh, piece of the formula is that we're living a life of righteousness. Right that we just can't be living wild and out all yeah. the time and expect God to just be dropping favor yeah. on us. No, right. And so as Christians, you know, Pastor Winnie and I were Christians, yeah. and if you're watching and not a Christian, we're really glad that you're a part, but That's Jesus right. is awesome. Yeah. Check him out a little bit. He loves you too. And so no matter how much you've sinned, no right. matter how much you've screwed up, you can ask God to forgive you, and he'll do it. Right. He'll forgive you, and then he'll make you righteous. Right. So that when you stand before God, he yeah. sees you not as filthy, but as made clean, righteous, right. wrapped in the righteousness that Jesus gave us at the cross. Absolutely. But there's another righteousness, and that's relational righteousness. Right. That's like, because me and you are friends, yeah. I try to treat you nice. Right. No, I try yes. to treat you well. We are kind to each other. We're kind to each other because we're friends. And right. so if you're in relationship with God, you should probably try to treat him with kindness. With kindness. Yeah. And so that means that we're obedient to God. Yeah. That's the word I was going to say. So, yeah. so the thought I kept thinking was uh, with my kids, I am always going to be more inclined yep. to take them by Starbucks at the end of a day if they were obedient that yeah. week or, yeah. or to give them some, you know, they come to me, you know, now they're teenagers when they were younger. I was thinking about your kids, like how I know Rachel will take them on Fridays. On Fridays, get, if they don't get a signing yeah, at, school, at school, they'll take them, she'll take them through Starbucks to get a cake pop. Yes. But now mine are Is that what older. It's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cake pop. Yeah. And not mine are older. They always got like, hey, mom, I folded the laundry. I'm like, oh, gosh, what do you want? You know, but. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, you live here. Right. Good job. That you <laughs> that's why you have air conditioning. Help, yeah, contribute. <laughs> but, but when they have done the things that I've asked them to do, I'm way more inclined. And, yes. and way more excited about whatever it is that they're wanting, needing, and I want to give to them. And so as Dude. you were talking yesterday, I just kept thinking, yeah, our obedience or our righteousness. Um, so let's let's pull that out a little. Okay. Okay. Let's take your son. Okay. If your son stole your car. Right. Got drunk. Yeah. Crashed it in a ditch. Right. And then lied about it. Are you going to feel really good about taking him to the mall and buying him a new pair of shoes? No. Not at all. Not at all. I'm saying get your own shoes. Sucka. But if but if he but if he gets a job yeah. and he shows up to school on time right. and he gets an A yep. and he keeps his bed uh, pretty clean, right. he might mess up and screw right. up and make a mistake every once in a while. You're going to be a lot more inclined right. to want to favor him. Yeah, give this him the, preferential treatment. This is the same thing with God. That as we are obedient, right? He 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 gives us preferential treatment. Yeah. Well, the other reason is for my kids. I don't know. Maybe this theologically we can talk it out. But like. For my kids, I don't. I'm not going to give them that extra because I'm not trying to reinforce some negative behavior. Yeah. And I often wonder with people like who are like trying to live in God's faith, what what is God thinking up there of like no no man like you haven't even been faithful with this little bit I've given you. What what am I supposed to do? Right. I I, I actually will it will for me as a mom. Yeah. I believe it will cause my kids more harm. Yeah. If I keep giving them more and more and more if they're not obedient, and I feel like God sometimes probably feels the same way. I don't know, theologically, if you think that's right. But but that like, bro, No, he, bro. he who is trusted with little will be right. entrusted with much. And I, I'm not I, saying he withholds it because of our disobedience, but I'm thinking he's gotta be thinking, I don't know if you can handle all this yet. Let me, let me tell you a story. Okay, let's go there. I have a friend who's a pastor. And so f six years ago, when I stepped into being the lead pastor, yeah. I met with him and talked to him about some financial things and how to like navigate some of the finances of the church. Yeah. And he told me that what he did 
is he scheduled it with his directors that he he gets paid 25% of everything the church brings in. And so back then, if I would have done that back then, yeah. I would have not been making even the great salary because the right. church was not bringing in much money. Right. But this guy did that when his church was really little. And then as his church has grown over the years, he's now making a absurd amount of money and his church has never broken past 300 people attending. Right. He's making 25%. Right. He's making a huge amount percentage and his church won't break this growth hurdle. You wanna know why? Because he's in it for him, man. Right. He's in it to be bougie McBouge. Right. He's in it for the vacations and the houses and the clothes and the shoes and the cars. And so God can't trust. Right. Like God's not gonna increase I don't know what their church's yearly budget is. Let's right. say it's a million dollars. Right. This guy who has a church of 300 people is paying himself $250,000. Right. God's not going to increase him double. He's not right. going to give him a $2 million a year budget right. to just go and make $500,000 a year for. Right. Right. No, it's true. And so I think that we have to understand, yeah, our, our obedience, it does play a role in the favor we receive yeah. because because God's good yeah. and he loves us and he's taking care of us. And yeah. so, um, I, go, no, go, no. let's, let's throw out some pieces of the, of okay. the formula. Let's do it. So we've already talked about righteousness, right? Right. That we're going to live with, be obedient, yeah. that we're going to try to push sin out of our life. I want to sin all the time. Right. No, you said this and it was great because I got nervous anybody, when I said it. Why? <laughs> Cause it's weird. <laughs> It's a weird statement to make. Yeah, but it was you and then Aaron on the front was like, yep. And then everyone else is kind of like, uh, and I, you're like, no, I said, it's true. I said in the message, I said, I want to sin all the time. <laughs> and then I like greatly emphasized and did like the eyebrows. Oh, always a trust in eyebrows. I want to sin all the time. No, right. And and that's the truth. No, it's true. You probably want to sin Absolutely. all the time. Absolutely. Every day there's something that I'm like, you know what? I could get away with this. If yeah. I, no one would know. Yeah. God would. But one of the reasons that I wrestle with my flesh right. and myself is because I don't want to walk outside of God's no, favor so much. I don't want to steal the car, get drunk and crash in the ditch. Right. I don't want my dad to be disappointed, disappointed. Right. that I wasn't obeying him. No, it's true. So one piece of the formula is live with righteousness, Yeah. be obedient. Then we've talked a little bit about God's purpose. Yeah. So but like, I think we, I think more about it or go. do you want to list them for, nope, no, no, I, I think that is, it's part of the it's part of the righteousness. Yes. Like in the family of God, in my family, we have a purpose as a family. Mm -hmm. And in the family of God, we have purpose. And like God's got a purpose and plan for each of us, no matter who you are, no matter what your job is, no matter what your calling is, God yeah. has a great mighty purpose for us. Yeah. But are we using our life to fulfill his purpose or our own? Because yeah. that's selfishness if yeah. we're using it to fulfill our own. That guy you're talking about, like, I, chances are good. His his purpose in life is to fulfill his purpose purposes and, right. and plan for his life, right. not necessarily to always be fulfilling God's. And so it's a huge piece of, I think God's like, Oh, you're going to use, you're going to use your life for what I've intended it for. Yeah. You and I say all that phrase all the time that like Beyonce is talented because God wanted her to use her gifts for him, but yeah, she, she, didn't. she should be a worship leader. Right. Right. But she didn't. Yeah. And so God's up there like, Hey, are you going to use the little I've given you for my purposes or yeah. for yours? So there's, uh, finances is yeah. kind of what we've been referring to, but there's also yeah. uh, a platform, right? Your influence, influence. your, uh, yeah, your leadership ability. Yeah. And so like, if you know, you know what kids now want to be when they grow up? 
They want to be influencers. They want to be They want to be famous. They want to be famous. And it's like, okay, what would you do with it? Right. So like, what would we do with it? As you, as you start to pursue that and you, your, your platform and your influence grows, are you going to use it just to feed your ego or just to feed your, your Bentley collection? No, it's true. Or are you going to feed God's kingdom and There's this feed kid people with it? Last night, I was looking at his Instagram. Actually, I sent it to Bailey because he is adorable and I love him, but he has not yet decided he should give all his influence and life to Jesus. And yeah. I was, and I literally typed the phrase, what would he be able oh, to man. accomplish if he 100% sold out to God and was able to use his life for God's purpose? And so often, yeah, we get caught up in what we want to be and the fame that, we, but we're like, if we could just use it for God's goodness, yeah, think what he could do yeah. through uh, us. Unbelievable things. Yeah. And so we have, uh, Righteousness, we've got God's purpose, and then God's plan. Yeah. This is this is where it gets tricky. Yeah. Is that one of the pieces of the formula of favor is that we really want God's plan, not just our plan. Right. Here's here's the difference. I think I know how it should go. Yes. I have a plan. Right. I have a journal that I carry around and I write a bunch of junk in it about like what's going to happen over the next 10 years and the growth and the this and yep. the buildings and the campuses and the staff and the, and I have a plan. Right. And I think it's great. Yeah. It is and I'm, usually I'm like, great. dude, this is, this is gold right here. This is about, this is about to be what God has for us. Yes. Uh, and sometimes I'm right. Yeah. And sometimes I'm way off. Yeah. And we have to be more concerned with his plan than our plan to really have the formula of favor. Yeah, we talked about it the other day that like, but the fact is, yes, we make plans, but we allow God to direct. Yeah. The Bible says that man makes his plans, God directs his steps. Yeah. But but the truth is, God can only direct your steps if you allow him to, yeah. if you'll step into the plan that he has. And so what's great about you is, yeah, you're willing to make all the plans. We're always willing to write out a new system and a new strategy. But yeah. the moment God speaks, the moment he tells us to do something different, we're going to change it. Yeah. We're going to shift it. And so, yeah, our will. And I mean, we've t- we've told before, like, what would we have been if we would have been what we wanted to be when we were kids? When we, oh, uh, when, when we grew up, when we were kids, yeah. however you say that. Like, no, but we instead said, Hey God, I'll do what your plan is for my life. And when we do that, man, it doesn't always look like the advancement we think. Right. But it's better than I ever could have picked. So good. It's always farther. God always has more than what our plan was. It's true. He, what we think is that we would build our life based upon a straight line. Right. Oh man. We're like, my life looks like this is so crazy. Yeah. But God, (laughs) God's plan isn't always the straight line because do you know what he's doing? is he's preparing us along the way. Yeah. So for Living Church, we uh, are in this kind of in-between season yeah. where we're in a rental facility on Sundays. Right. And it's not what I would prefer. Not at all. But do you know what God's doing? He's preparing us. Yep. He's preparing the team. Right. Because if God would have just given us a bigger building and a bigger facility and all the things I thought that we needed, right. I would have not learned so much. Right. And so sometimes the winding road is all about us learning what we need to learn in the process. And we think that the winding road is going to take us longer yeah. and we're going to miss it. But his favor is what, what so good. It, it gives us so much more. Yeah. Okay. So we have purpose plan. We had the righteousness at the yeah. top. The thing you said though, about your plan building though, is the next piece. Okay. Because what's great about your plan is that you have expectation. 
that you expect that God is going to do mighty things. Yeah. We both have always had these giant dreams for our life that are like way maybe outside and absurd yeah. of what other people might think yeah. they should be. But yeah. it's the expectation. It, expectation. So there's faith, which is believe God can. Right. But expectation, believe that he will. Right. And I think that we all know that God can. Yeah. I have faith. Right. He, what he owns cattle on a thousand hills. We have faith. Right. But do we actually have expectation right. that he's going to do it for us? Well, we read those stories in the Bible and yes. I'm like, I know he can because he did. Yeah, he but, did for Moses. Yeah, he did for Joshua. Right. He did for Joseph. That's cool. But he will for me too but is the, a whole nother piece. He will for me too. There's a disconnect that happens though. And we don't think that we're Joseph. Right. Because what, what, because, but what happens? So like when we're kids... When I was a kid, I believed right. I could walk on water right. no. if Jesus told me to get out of the boat. Yeah, I know. Me too. I uh, <laughs> One time, this is a weird story. <laughs> no, I knew. I, I got into a sledding accident. I'm from Michigan. Uh-huh. And so we'd go slid it, sledding in the, yeah. in the winter. And I hurt my wrists like really bad. And, uh, and so my parents took me to like an emergency yeah. room, right? Right. To That's go get my wrists looked at. That's what good parents do. Yep. yep. And so I'm, I'm like... I mean, I'm young enough that I'm sledding. So I'm like nine. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there. My wrist is like swelled up and jacked. And my my, my mom's like, it's broke. Your wrist is broke. And I'm sitting there. Have I never told you the story? I don't know. And so I'm like, mom, I have to I go to the bathroom. So. so I said, mom, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so I go to the bathroom as a nine-year-old. And I dip my hand in the toilet, yes. in the water of the toilet, yes. seven times. Yes. Because that's what, that's, that's what, what the, the man with the not, hand. Uh, no, not Nehemiah. No, uh, the, Naaman. Naaman. Oh, Bailey Naaman. for the, Bailey coming in clutch. I preached on Nehemiah yesterday. Naaman, he dipped in the Jordan in the River Jordan, yeah. seven times. And he came up and his leprosy was gone. And so as a nine-year-old, I have so much faith I dip my hand in this toilet down into the thing seven times. Did you and I wash go your out. hands after? Yeah, well, yeah, well, who knows? And so <laughs> and so, I go back and get an x-ray. My wrist wasn't broke. The yeah. swelling go down the next day. I went to school. I was fine. No, I don't know, man. Right. I don't know. Was my wrist broke? I have no idea. But all I know is, is that a little boy, right. I had this huge expectation yeah. Yeah. That, that God could save me with a fish if I fell out of a boat. Yeah. But then as time goes on and we mature, right. we lose our faith. We yeah. lose that expectation that God will do it for us. It's because because we experience times where the wrist is broken. It's why. Okay. And so we experience hurt. We experience hurt. We walk through stuff walk that didn't through. work with our plan and right. our timing. And, and God didn't heal it the way we expected him to, or yeah. he didn't do it the way we expected him to. And so we start doubting. Um, yeah, if he will for us, if he can even sometimes I think for us and, um, and then I think the other problem, I think for you and I, we grew up knowing the Bible stories because we were kids who were in Sunday school, which if you're new to that, that's something they used to do back in the day. Uh, but, but, uh, for people maybe who are new in faith, you read God's word and like, yeah, there's stories of people, but like there was not the internet or electricity. And so it feels out of touch it feels far away yeah but the same god that lived then live is alive today That's like he's the true. same yesterday today and forever and if he can do it for them he, he can do it for us and right. so i think we just have to decide the expectation uh that we're gonna do it we're gonna believe it i really think that 
one of the greatest things that holds people back from more. Absolutely. We're tugging towards more. That's right. what we're talking about on our podcast. All the time. Is that they don't expect more. They, they don't expect we, beyond. We get stuck right. in what is. Right. We, we think that, well, this is good enough. Right. And I'm not sure that I can do any more than this. Like, love him or hate him, Joel Osteen. Yeah is the pastor of a church in Houston who meets at the compact center where they used to literally Huge. play basketball. Right. Do you understand the guts that it takes somebody to believe that God can give them right. something that right. big? Love them or hate them. T.D. Jakes has 8,000 seat auditorium. 8,000 people can go in that building yeah. at once. Do you understand the expectation that you have to believe that right. God can, can do something? But... But we get we get so right. satisfied or stuck in our three hundred seat auditoriums. We get comfortable where we, get, we are. We get comfortable and we got a paycheck, and so we don't even know if God can do it. Yeah, and we we forget to look back. I think sometimes. Yeah. Because you know one of the one of my favorite things about our friendship is that we're both really good at reminding each other about what used to be. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it. You were telling just a minute ago that like um, we own thirty six acres of land. I remember when you said, I'm going to say that we're going to buy land for generational impact. Yeah. I'm going to say this out loud. Yeah. I'm going to tell the people this. Yeah. And I remember the conversation we had. I remember thinking, like talking about it. And we both were like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. We have not enough money for that. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to happen. Right. We don't even know where we're going to find it. Yeah. But we have a clip that we've cut before and used where you told the church like, hey, we will in this. In I don't remember what year it was. By the end of the year. By the end of the year, we will buy land for generational impact. And it was without knowing where the land was. No, it's not nothing. like it's we not like no... I had a secret up my sleeve. No. We didn't have the money. No, we had had a couple of tiny miracles yeah. that we knew oh god's working for us yeah that's it we're being obedient and his favor is working for us right and and you were like i'm gonna say it and yeah. so for me the expectation has been built because we've keep remembering yeah that we didn't but guess what we did yeah. buy land yeah and yeah. so now when we say crazy giant <laughs> things i'm like we're gonna do it because we did it why did we do it he did it he did it before he'll do it again we sing those songs yeah but we have to remember what he did do. Have we done an episode on risk? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Like, there's to get to more, you have to be. I don't give a crap, and that's basically oh, taking a risk. You you have to be willing to risk. <laughs> yeah. To do something that you haven't ever done before, right. to do something that looks a little different, like us going back to Willie Pig to do Southern Teardown. It's a huge risk, man. Oh, but huge. But it's because I I live my life with a net under me. You know the tightrope walkers? Yep. I live my life knowing that there's a net under me. Right. That, like, I don't want to fall off the tightrope. I'm going to look like an idiot and probably dislocate my shoulder right. and look like a fool. But I know that God's got me, man. Yeah. I know. I'm trying my best to keep in balance. But, but, well, because uh, but you he's, know he's, you're he's catching. He's, uh, we're, if we're staying in right. his will, I was just, right. if we're staying right. in his plan, right. I'm in his hand. And you're, you're obedient and you're in his will. This is something, man, I meet with young adults all the time and they're so stressed about like yeah. the job track that they're on or the or the uh, degree plan that they're on or whatever. And I'm like, hey, listen, if you'll just be obedient and yeah. walk in his will, you're not going to screw it all the way up. You might right. fail. Yeah. We failed before. Dude. More than time. once. But yeah. but we are not failures because he's taking care of us. Yeah. And so, yeah, it makes the risk 
that much easier to take when you know, hey, he's going to take care of it. Yeah. Even if we don't do it right, it's not wrong because he's taking care of it. Stretch your expectation. You've got to. If you want to step into more, stretch it. Yeah. If you uh, own a business and you did a million dollars in sales yeah. last year, stretch it. Yeah. And say this year, 1.5. Right. Next year, no, two. Right. Stretch it. If you, I'm a friend with a home builder. Yeah. If you built 30 homes last year. Yeah. Say that I'm going to stretch and we're going to build 50 homes. Right. This year. We have to stretch our expectation beyond what it's been. Yeah. No, because if you don't set a stretch goal, you you won't ever get there. When what's I the was saying? in sales for, oh, I don't know. What's Shoot this? for the moon and land among stars. Yeah. Makes me always, mad. You always get mad. No, it's stupid. Land on the stupid moon. <laughs> right. Quit being happy with the stars. But like... <laughs> Stretch the goal, man. But if you don't shoot for the moon, you won't get there. Like right. when I was in sales forever, we would have our goal that was like, you have to meet it or you suck. Yeah. But then we always had a stretch goal. And yeah. it was like, well, who's going to be the overachiever? Yeah. And you know me, I was trying, I was yeah. going to be the overachiever, but I wouldn't have known to stretch for that had they not given us a stretch goal. What? <laughs> no, it's just funny. I was went to the gym this morning and was talking with my trainer that I, my friend that I work out with. Yeah. And I set stretch goals that are not even. Well, yeah. Not even reality. No, yes, I was we like, know I was like, hey, I'm going to lose 40 pounds. <laughs> of course you did. I'm going to lose 40 pounds in nine minutes. Okay. Watch. And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to run all fast. I'm saying that, like, our goals have to be in. You texted him yesterday yeah. and said. Hey, I'm going to be at the gym at 4 a.m. I've been eating so much junk. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll work out till 10 or something. Yeah, yeah I'm going to work out for six hours. That's being, what they did on Biggest Loser, though. Yeah, it no, for them. I was, I'm joking, but, but like. Yes. Set a stretch goal. Yeah. Set a goal that you're scared of. Right. Don't set a goal that you feel like is like. But this is the part we haven't even said. Okay. Is that. Because I'm about to argue with myself that it's not true. What? Because sometimes you have to set a goal that's so ridiculous that there's no way that you could do it. Right. Because yeah. why? Because it's not our favor. It's God's favor. Yeah. And if we I, really believe what? No, I'm talking to if you've been stuck in the same and haven't been pulling oh. for more and you're just stuck where you are set a stretch goal yeah but like i'm the opposite of stretch goal oh, i'm like crazy big yeah, goal right, so correct. i'm talking to people who are scared to, to try well, yeah yeah but you should all of us should set a high expectation because if we can do it in our own strength why that's not worth doing anyway right and so like we are believing here at tug of more we're believing that the more we get in life comes from our the favor that comes from god yeah and so because of that yeah, it's a goal that only God can achieve. Buying land, when you said that, was not because you and I were so smart. It no. was not because you were the most talented I said it in my stupidity. We said it out of faith, knowing yeah. only way this is going to happen yeah. is Jesus. Yeah, and if I want to set it, we won't have it. Nope, it's true. Uh, okay, you want to add to We wouldn't have started looking for it. Right. Which is a whole other... And people, and people couldn't have given to it. Right. It's a whole other piece of Speaking it. Speaking of life. No, right. Keep going. Okay, next piece of the formula is faithfulness yep one of the major ingredients in the favor Huge. of formula is that you'll just be faithful and i see people time after time Man. after time abort what god has birthed in them is that too aggressive of a no, analogy it's exactly we, what it's it is. like it's like god's birthed something in you but then it didn't work out how i thought it's taking right. longer than i thought so i'm just gonna abort the whole thing eject forget right forget it no no man Faithful wins the race. It's true. No, 11 years we celebrate, but it's the faithfulness that we're celebrating. Yeah. It's the 
fact that there's not very many of us that are still here that were there in that hotel ballroom. Yeah. But those of us who are, man, we are so grateful for the favor of God, but we've seen it only because of his faithfulness. You said yeah. on a few weeks ago on a podcast, you talked about like people who've been at this job for a year and then this job for a year and this job. Do they have five years experience in the job or do they only have one year five times? Yeah. And the same is true in this, that like the faithfulness is what brings the giant favor. Yeah. Because you can have a little favor and a little favor and a little favor. Yeah. But to see the exponential favor, right. it comes from faithfulness. You know where it's hard to be faithful is in the parts you don't like. Yeah, right. So like in your job, right? there's parts that you really like. Yeah. It's not hard to be faithful there. No. But it's hard to be faithful in the parts that you do not like. Right. But that's the reason that we quit. That's the reason that we eject. Yeah. Right. Is because of the, of the stuff that we don't like to do. Right. I like to teach. Right. I right. like to talk about God. I like to preach. That's fun. Right. But I don't like to do a bunch of the other stuff that right. I do every single week. But that's where faithfulness is required. Absolutely. And we, we quit and we stop being faithful just because of a few things, but we forget about the good things. Well, and the favor piece, um, it's what you're saying is uh, the unfavorable conditions. Yeah. And so like we forfeit favor because of some small unfavorable things so often. Dude. And I'm so grateful in my life that I don't know why we said it a couple of weeks ago. I do know why, but like we're stayers, we're faithful people yeah. and I'm grateful that stay stayers stayers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little Oklahoma came oh, out. I don't know. What said. Stayers. <laughs> I don't know. We say uh, like we're people that don't quit very easily. Right. And like, I'm grateful that even in my immature seasons of life, mm -hmm. that that was just something in me of my character that I now can look back Golly. and see Oh, oh, I didn't forfeit the favor because of the unfavorable moment. I instead was willing to say, I'm going to stay. I'm going to see God. I trust and believe. And some of it is truly because of those Bible character stories that like they had to wait a long time. So who am I to grumble about it? You just blew my mind a little bit. Why? The like the idea of being a stayer, being faithful yeah. is something that's just in us. And so I started to think about like, how come? Right. Like, why am I that way? Yeah. Well, I'm that way because I saw my parents be faithful. Yep. Right. I saw my parents stay married. Yeah. I saw my parents keep working in their business. I saw my parents keep going to the same church. Yeah. My For whole always. life. Right. They didn't jump me around from right. church to church to church. Right. When I was a kid, uh, uh, my mom signed me up for dance lessons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, the uh, amount of things that yeah, you've done that I was are weird. Yeah, I was are weird really kid. funny. And so sign me up for dance lessons because I was always be tapping around. Right. And so, that energy out yeah, somewhere. so sign me up for dance lessons. Right. She knew if she put me in karate or something, I was already like beating kids yeah. up in the playground. You just getting, use it for I was, yeah, evil. Not I was good. like <laughs> in massive trouble my whole life. And so like dance lessons was like this totally different personality yeah. thing yeah. for me. And so uh, I did it from, I don't know, like eight to 12 or 13. Right. But I remember when I was like 12 or 13 and puberty hit and uh, these shoulders appeared mm -hmm. and like I, my feet, like I've been a size 13 shoe since I was 13 years old. Really? Oh dude, I was awkward looking kid. Oh, that's funny. And know. so like, I remember the last year that I did dance, I wanted to quit so bad Yeah. because now like I looked way different than all the other boys right. that were in the dance right. thing and I wanted to quit and my parents made me finish the year. They made me go to the big event and to do the dance. Right. 
they refused to let me quit. Right. And like it did something in me mm-hmm. for the positive mm-hmm. because it let me know like you made a commitment to this yep. team of dance people right. that you're going to show up and go to this thing and oh, do your true. dance. And I'm like, as parents, yeah, we have a decision to make of are we going to teach our kids to be faithful or are we just going to let them quit when the going gets tough? It's so true. Yeah. Because we, we want to protect them because of our own hard seasons. Yeah, our son, he played in a golf team and uh, in high school. And, you know, he knew that he could get scholarships in college. And, like, that's always been something that was important to him. And so he was in it. But it pulled him away from a lot of stuff he was doing at church. Yeah. And we had this conversation kind of midway through the year where he was like, I kind of think I, I don't want to do this anymore. I think I want to quit. And we made him wait out the year. Yeah. And then the other part that I think was really important to his character building was we made him go talk to his coach Dude. on his own by yeah. himself. Um, and and it was great for him. Not only did it um, build his confidence, but it solidified his decision. Right. And um, yeah, I think that that is a a lost art in the world right now is parents teaching their kids how to be faithful, how to stick it out. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talk about it in the context of marriage all the time. But really in life, that yeah. when it gets hard, we just leave. No. Right. We got to stay. You and I are only friends because we've been willing to have a really hard conversations well, with each other. Yeah. Great things take long, a long time. Right. Right. Yeah, I, every pastor that I look up to has been in their church 20 years. Yeah. Every one no, of them. No, it's true. I don't know anybody who jumped from place to place to place and Mm-mm. is doing something incredible. No. No so many thoughts. It's true. The faithfulness comes. It, it is the biggest, I think, you know how like the exponential and the, this power and the, these yeah. things, I don't know. It's been a long time since I took math. It's a giant part of the formula, but part of the formula that has the exponential compoundingness of it is the faithfulness. Cause, cause if, if you aren't willing to wait the time that God has planned, not the time we have planned, yeah. that's what happens. We yeah. think it's not the right time in our time, but yeah. it's his time. He can't do his completion of favor in our I'll, life. I'll, we talk to church planners pretty yeah. regularly yeah. that, you know, they'll be going to start a new church, right. which is like starting a new business. Yeah. And they'll say things like, you know, if it doesn't hit X, Y, Z, X number by this year, I'll just go back to whatever. And I'm or like, they'll say, I'll come work for you. And we're both oh, like, nope, no, you won't. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you're not going to make it. Right. We literally had a guy that we were helping and supporting yeah. and he had been open I don't remember. Six months? Yeah. And he said that. He said, yeah, I mean, if we don't hit 300 by this day, then I'll just come work for you and close up the church. And I'm like, "No, what? What about being God? What about God's purpose? Right. What about you're called here? What about like God's your provider? What about yeah. expectation? Yeah. And and we're not, we're not faithful. And then we close. Right. And then we don't fulfill what God has for us. And maybe the answer was just on the other side, other side of the hill. Which I think both of you have, both you and I have in us, is the like, it's almost there. We're almost to the other side. And it's like, because we can see it, that's why, another reason why we don't quit. We just had a tragedy here in Mansfield yeah. where there was a shooting at one of our schools. Yeah. Um, and so we, as a whole staff and yeah. volunteers, rushed in to help. Right. Had 50 people there before even most of the emergency of the response emergency. and all that, yeah. And so we served all day and yeah. both of our spouses, Aaron and Rachel got off work, yep. like left their jobs, yep. came to help serve. And we were trying to reunite 1400 kids with their right. moms and dads yeah. after this incident. 
and your husband, Aaron, yeah. stayed until the last kid got picked up. That's true. The last kid. Yeah. And then the last, the, all of them are gone. Yeah. There were two left. One of them was taken forever. Then finally we're gone. Aaron finds out what the car the mom drives. Yeah. Finds the mom out on the parking lot, drives her back over. Yeah. Faithful, man. Yeah. Like we, we ask, we ask, when can I leave? What most people do is they say, can I, can I go now? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's 90% done. Like, Hey, can I dip real yeah. quick? Yeah. But faithfulness hmm. is like, close the door, right? Finish the job, hold the line. And, and the, the formula of favor is to like, hold on. Now right. there are moments that God releases. There are moments that God speaks, right. but I think that most people leave out of impatience or undealt with frustrations or because or they're not the famous or rich yet right in their own mind in their own sight no man so good that the idea that yeah Kali, you said it and i'm like so many thoughts are in my head but yeah especially when we think so highly of ourselves then we think that we don't need to stay hmm. when we think oh I should go now. I have more important things to yeah. do. I have bigger stuff, bigger fish to fry. God's like, no, no, I, I'm frying fish with you right now. Right. You just don't see it yet. Yeah. And if we would just wait it out, man, I look back on so many moments in our life that I'm like, what if we would have left too soon? What if we would have missed this moment? Right. What if we wouldn't have been able to receive all this because we ejected? And I've just seen it too much that God's faithfulness or my faithfulness allows God's faithfulness to bring that favor that I'm like, nope, I must stay. Yeah. I must stay. No. When I'm glad in, you stayed. When in, me too. I'm glad right. you stayed. When in doubt, stay faithful. Yeah. It's good. It's true. God doesn't change his mind a whole lot. No. <laughs> and so like, so if he called you to something, stay faithful. Yeah. We change our it. mind literally every day, but God's, you know, his word is true and he is true and he doesn't change. Okay. One more thought. Okay. So formula of favor. Yep. Let me re-hit it. Hell, I don't know yes. if I can remember them all. Okay. So we've got to be righteous. Righteous. Live righteously. We have to be focused on God's purpose. That's right. We have to uh, understand that his plan goes over our plan. Right. Then we have to have faith that he can. And faith that he will. But expectation that he will. Right. And the last one is be faithful. Just be faithful. Faith, yeah. faith, faith, faith. So when you have this uh, formula in your life, right. you're going to step into favor. Yeah. But favor happens uh, progressively. Right. It happens uh, progressively. So, like, right now, we joked about the airplanes. Yeah. Right now, I do not need an airplane. Right. I have a dozen speaking engagements outside of Living Church right. a year. Right. You think? Yeah. Like, over the year, yeah. 12 times, once a month, someone asked me to come speak somewhere, come do something. Yeah. And so... My schedule allows me to drive there. I can go get a regular airplane ride. Right. Uh, what's that called? Commercial. 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 I <laughs> what's have. It called? I don't know. I have no need of an airplane. <laughs> right. So guess what? God's not going to do. Right. Give me an airplane. Right. But yeah, if my ministry shifts in some point and God wants me to start traveling and doing right. things more, then who knows what God has? Right. My son does not need a, a, a truck. He needs a bicycle. Correct. And so like there's there's a process of of God's favor and what we can do is we can look at the favor that somebody else had and think well why am I not getting that 
hey man, maybe the favor that you needed was a discount on your energy bill this month. It's true. It's true. A homeless person, when they get a new pair of shoes and a sandwich, right? they're thankful. Right. That's some favor. That's favor on their level where they, it's like a staircase. Yep. And so as you step up to new levels, yeah. you're going to have new favor presented. Right. No, it's true. Yeah. It, it's a great idea that an understanding of like, we, we compare so often to somebody else, but our favor, God's going to give us right what we need, right when we need it. And if we will just keep being faithful, he's going to give it the next right step. Yeah. Tell your story that we talked about earlier. Um, okay. It's weird, but okay. So it's not weird. Uh, when I was young, I was always looking to make a deal. Yeah. And so the first time, much. which the first time my mom and dad sent me to church camp, they gave me, you know, $10 or something to go yeah. for the snack shack. Well, I wasn't really down with G.O.D. yet. Uh, and so I wasn't really paying attention during the altar call and all that stuff. And so, I mean, I went to church, but I wasn't like, you know, about it. And this so, and so, I mean, I was, but you know, yeah, I was, we got you. and so, uh, I know that there's snack shack. And so I sat by the door and you so were taking care of Tristan's favor for Tristan. Yeah, yeah. And so they say amen or whatever. And I run to the snack shack and I spend all my money in line of buying Reese's Reese's peanut butter cups all of them because i know that the snack the line at the snack shack is long as a mug yeah. and so then i go to the back of the line of the snack shack and i start selling my reese's peanut butter cups to kids in the back of the line for more money right and i did this every night of camp of course. and my mom sent me there with ten dollars i came home with sixty dollars <laughs> favor all, and, and so you had reese's peanut butter cups reese's, every night and i was eating all i could eat reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> And so like that just progressed into buying bicycles from garage sales yep. and fixing them up and painting them and selling them. Right. That progressed into to buying a golf carts that progressed into trailers and into trucks. And now our church is literally purchasing land and having building swaps right. and all of these different things that are happening. It's just new levels, right? It's new levels of favor. Right. It's new levels of like, of understanding what God's going to do. Yeah. But you wouldn't be able to hold the favor that you're receiving now had you not learned how to manage it and steward it properly back right. then. Well, right. Because right. I tithed yeah, let's off that, that. I tithed off that sixty dollars I no, brought home. That's true. My and and my mom said, Hey, next year you're not doing this, you going down to the altar and getting saved. <laughs> <laughs> I was saved. I'm half kidding. No. But like but because I was faithful right. with that little, I could start to be entrusted I could start it's to so be entrusted good. with much. And what we do right? is we say, say is we say I'm going to be good once I get there. Once I get to that third stair on the staircase, right. I'm going to start living right. right. No, you're no, not. You're not. No, you and won't. you're not going to get to the third step. Right, right. No. Because if you won't take steps one and two, How do you God, gonna... God's not going to surpass you past your uh, faithfulness. No, it's so good and so true. I had a mom the other day. We were talking. We talked about finances at the church recently um, on a Sunday. And I had a mom ask me, okay, but so does my teenager do I need to teach him how to tithe? He just got his first job. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely you do. And I told her, I said, you know, Aaron and I have shared seasons in our lives that financially were struggles, but the only reason we stayed faithful to tithe and be committed to God and the church and all the pieces in that was because our parents taught us when we were very young that yeah. that's what we did. And so we, we not only as leaders, but as parents need to be 
instilling that truth in in our in our little people that we're responsible for and then in ourselves to say hey right now yeah. with what i have how can i be the most faithful how can i steward this the best yeah trusting and knowing that it already is god's favor that i have it in the first place and knowing that it'll take me to the next step 100 super good we've got to be good with what we got to get to where we want to go so good man this is a great conversation it is it's good the, the formula of favor so Come guys on. we love y'all we yeah, believe we that God has great things in store for you. We are on your tug team. That's true. We want you guys to win and to step into all the more that God has. So if yep. you ever have questions yep. or comments, hit us up. That's right. We want to talk about the content that you want to learn about yep. uh, so that we can pour into your life. That's right. Love you guys. Love y'all. See ya.